Hey everyone, if you're interested in becoming a wardrobe stylist, this is something new we haven't done before, a wardrobe stylist, please stay tuned for this episode. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to... Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. We are in another episode of our career series. Hopefully you all have been enjoying the series. We're getting a a wide variety of careers lately. So we really hope that everyone's been enjoying them, that you're taking some knowledge from them that can help you as you're deciding on majors and just your career pathway. If you have any careers that you'd like to hear about, we are always happy to do our research and try to find people to be on the podcast. But if there are things that you want to know about, you know, different careers, let us know, please, please, please. Um, we need we need some more ideas. We we are very creative, Kemi and I, but we need some ideas as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, send us an email, send us a message on Instagram. That would be awesome, please. But today we are interviewing Shawnee. She's a wardrobe stylist. I'm going to read her bio and then we're going to get into the interview. So Shawnee is a wardrobe stylist and image consultant based in Charlotte, North Carolina. With over seven years of experience within the fashion industry, Shawnee started Hey Shawnee Styling Company in October of 2021 as a means to help men and women look and feel good about themselves through the art of dressing. In her free time, she loves to spend time with her two nephews, they're super cute, work out, peruse the latest fashion magazines for inspo, and travel to new cities. So, Shawnee, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Now, this is a cool one because we haven't done anything like in the fashion space before. So, you're the first interviewee um, for like Mm -hmm. styling. So, yeah. Yeah. I was was just like on Instagram and I like... We see each other like every now and then we'll like run into each other in Charlotte. But I was like, that would be a cool one. And Kimmy was like, that would be a cool one. So I was like, let me reach out to you. And yeah, it's a very timely episode Mm -hmm. as well. Because me and my husband were just bickering about an outfit yesterday. And he was like, you can't wear that shirt. It's not, it doesn't match that. The fabric throws it off. Well, what's the, what's different fabric? It just, I'm like, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this right, is so Warren, when, when you're record, when you're editing Warren, you know, Kemi's telling you to know some tips is basically what <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for being on here. So just to get started, can you just give us a little bit about your background, like your background before becoming a stylist and like what led you to this career? Um, so I was just we were just talking about how long it's been since we all graduated from college. I graduated from um, a very small, well, not very small school. It's like a medium-sized uh, school named Gardner-Webb University. It's um, here in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, I actually didn't even know that I could have a career in fashion. Um, I've always, I mean, ever since I was little, like been obsessed with putting together outfits. I've been obsessed with shopping, been obsessed with just like outfits and movies and shows and just all of that and so I didn't even know I could have a career in fashion um I you know went off to college it was either you know pick your major in like business communications um so I initially thought I wanted to go to law school and jokes on me because I was like yeah I I started I was going to major in English and then um ended up just changing trajectory 
um, and was like, public relations seems like the best fit for me just because I really enjoyed the communications classes I was taking. I also thought I was going to be a broadcast, like a journalist, like a news anchor, because I was really into that as well, because I love like interviewing people and all that. But I took a journalism class and I was like, yeah, that's not it. But anyways, ended up majoring in public relations. Um, and uh, when I graduated from college, the economy was terrible. I worked in marketing straight out of college um, and was doing that. And but honestly just felt like something was missing. Like I just was like, this is it. Like I, I can do it, but it's not what I'm passionate about. And I just started doing some soul searching, you know, while I was you know, working in that job. I also started working part time at a boutique because, like, again, I love fashion. I've always like worked in retail spaces. And um, I met a girl. She had come in there looking for like a New Year's Eve dress and was telling me about her job being a fashion buyer um, for a company based here in Charlotte. Um, uh, Belk is who I used to work for. So connected with her and was just trying to, you know, make connections to get my foot in the door because I didn't have any fashion, like formal fashion experience from like a fashion school. So all that to say, like, if you don't have like a formal background, doesn't mean anything, you can still, you know, carve out your path. But yeah, I started, um, I got connected with her. Um, They were hiring for an entry level entry-level role for Belk and I started in that entry-level role and merchandising and learned a lot about like the ins and outs of just how retail works um, from like a buying perspective and um, planning your buy and how they like look at trends and determine like what silhouettes and products do best and like what they're going to buy into and all of that so I have that background I like worked my way up worked my way up into assistant buyer and then um, as far as the styling aspect, I've always, you know, people come to me and they're like, Shawnee, like, what should I wear to this? Mm-hmm. Or my mom and sister are always like, does this look good together? And <laughs> it's just something that like naturally comes to me. And I'm just like, yeah, like, or no, like, that looks terrible. And so fast forward, like, you know, the past couple of years, I was just like, it's like something that I can, you know, monetize off of and um, just start a living and a business based off of. And that's when I decided to start my own styling company. Um, so, yeah, sorry, that was like very long winded, but mm, it was great. That's my journey. Yeah, cool. no, I think that's great. So for so what would you say? How would you suggest that someone would start? So let's say we have someone who is in high school or maybe in college right now and they maybe considering this as a path, but they don't really know where to start. Where would you suggest they start? Yeah, I would say um, right now, like I feel like YouTube is like a really great source of education um, just for learning about like the ins and outs of like, like the basis of like whatever you want to learn about, whatever career you want to learn about. Mm-hmm. And spending time like um, watching YouTube videos and just getting information in that way just to determine if like this is like really like a step that you want to take because although like being a stylist is a lot of fun it's also a lot of work I don't think people realize how much like goes into being a stylist and like mm-hmm. how you have to like be on your feet for a long amount of time and you have to like be doing returns. And so there's like definitely a, a part of the job that is not all glamorous. Um, so I would say like utilizing YouTube to start. Um, and then also like utilizing your network of people um, and just putting out your feelers, like start mentioning to people that this is something that you're interested in learning more about so that, you know, 
people will start to think of you if they're in, engaging in conversation with other people and they find out someone is connected to a fashion stylist. They're like, oh, I know, you know, Shawnee or Kiki is interested in this. Like, let me connect you to that person. So um, just vocalizing your interest so that people can connect you um, to those spaces. And once you get connected, be willing to, you know, jump in there and Mm -hmm. like do like assist people um don't be afraid to just ask if you can assist them and or or connect with them and talk with them about their career journey and like how they got started Mm -hmm. that's great advice that's like that's the main thing just like making connections like trying to be like trying to be bold when you're making these connections too because this is kind of like a would you say it's like a nuance not nuance but like it is kind of like a nuance field like getting into it i'm sure was a task like for you to start your career and things like that like it yeah it definitely is nuanced but and like i think also with the world of social media it allows Mm -hmm. you to be able to quickly connect with those people or you know search on google and then you know follow someone on instagram and then maybe like slide into their dms or you know figure out a way to get in touch with them so yeah it's definitely possible I wanted to ask too, so usually we ask like what the day-to-day is, but later, but I want to ask now, like what, like what's, I'm, I'm going to ask more of like, what's your process like? So if you like have a client, so I guess I would say too, and you mentioned like social media is a great connector, like word of mouth, but how do you like find the client? And then from that point, like what's the process like? Um, so thankfully, um, I, I've, most of my clients I've gotten organically, like it's either people reaching out to me via Instagram or it's, you know, someone has like reposted an outfit that I style for them. And then I get people, um, through that way. And so, um, people will either like reach out on Instagram and then I'll, I like to be professional and I don't like to do business in my DMs. So I'll always direct, Mm -hmm. direct them to email me at, you know, my email address. And um, I had a quiz um, at the link in my bio, which collects information from my clients on like what service they're looking um, to get from me. Um, It also asks for their um, sizing information and just like a little bit about like where they are on their style journey currently. And then at the end of that quiz is a link to book a discovery call with me. And that's how I typically get started with my clients. I like to you know, get some face time with them, get to know them a little bit better. Um, just because like the form gives me but so much information. So I'm a- able to ask a little bit more in depth um, questions about what they're looking to achieve. Um, and then, you know, fr- from the discovery call, I will or what it is they're looking to, you know, do whether it's like putting together like 10 outfits or whether it's doing a closet edit. And then I'll um, basically like we'll book them and then like get started with working with them. So a lot of the services, because I'm trying to wrap my head around too, but you just said, which sounds really interesting to me, is you said, um, so you can piece together different kind of like 10 kinds of outfits that they want to have 10 outfits pieced together. And then also you said the closet rehaul was the second one? Closet edit that I do. Um, Yeah, closet edit. So is that, I just found this the other week. Is that like a capsule kind of thing? Am I saying that right? No. So it, well, kind of, it can be. It depends on um, if my client is only looking, like some people come to me and um, like, I've gotten a lot of people that since the pandemic, like people are just now starting to get 
rest again. And yeah. so people <laughs> have either gone through like um, body changes or they um, like haven't gotten dressed in a while and their style has mm-hmm. changed completely or they don't know what their style is. So what I really like to do as like the foundation is to like go through their wardrobe and get rid of things that they like haven't worn within the past, you know, three months or um, getting rid of items that I know, like just by looking at them, that like we can find something a lot better. Um, So that process, we like really like, I weave through and like go through each piece and get rid of things. And then I'll come up with a list of things that um, are missing um, that are just like based on my like intel as a wardrobe stylist and like what I consider as the basics for a wardrobe and like incorporating those pieces in and making sure that you have that foundation and then building on top of that with like more like trend forward pieces. But I'm a huge proponent of like making sure you're adding pieces to your wardrobe that you're not just going to wear one time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's essential. Yeah. Especially because it's too expensive out here. <laughs> Did you have a question, Kiki, or do I'm going to hop on to a second one? Yeah, I was going to, well, you mentioned that you're, you majored in public relations. Well, you, I don't think you, like you, you were saying, you didn't really have like a goal to get into styling, like right away out of college. But for any listeners that are thinking about this career, like what would you say that they know, like, I want to be in fashion? Like, what, what are some recommendations that you'd have in terms of majors pathways? Absolutely. There, I know, um, you know, I mentioned that I didn't know that I could have a career in fashion. I didn't know that there were schools that offer degrees in, you know, fashion merchandising and like, but there are, um, I know like for sure, like NC state has a great, um, mm-hmm. fashion merchandising, um, program. And then SCAD is based in Savannah, Georgia, and they have a really yeah. great program as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually spoke to their students a couple months ago, just about, my career or whatever but yeah there are like i would just say do do your research on because there are schools out there that offer those types of degrees um and then um i know like there are also like companies like offer um programs too for students that have gone through fashion merchandising or have gotten business degrees and then they offer like a retail development program um, so that's another way that people can like get in there and get their feet wet before like actually like securing a role with the company. Um, but I think like, yeah, I think making connections, doing your research online of like, you know, what programs are offered. Um, and like just knowing like, um, not just that you have to like have a career in New York city or LA, but those are like two mm-hmm. really big cities that are going to be like very well connected to fashion opportunities. So just, yeah, I would say all of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned SCAD before. So my friend Emily, we had her on here before. She mm-hmm. went to SCAD and she did producing. So like working in movies and things like that. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about different, I'm not sure if you want to say fields or niches where styling could come into play, like movies or celebrity or career. Can you kind of give us a couple of examples of those? Absolutely. So there's personal wardrobe styling, which is what I do with my business, which is just everyday you know, people. I work with executives at companies. I've worked with a couple of celebrities. Um, I've worked with like a therapist. Um, so people that just they have no idea how to put things together. I help them in right. that way. So there's that avenue. Um, there is movies, like you had just said. Um, there's TV shows, production. 
Um, there's commercial wardrobe styling. So companies like Belk or Dillard's or Nike, they have to shoot like marketing material to mm. put, it, put on their websites to, you know, whatever marketing avenues that they have. And so they'll hire model wardrobe stylists and like a whole crew to do a campaign um, for their marketing efforts. Um, trying to think of what else, what other avenues there are. Those are the main ones. Yeah, I would say those are the main ones. Yeah, that's great. Cool. I asked about your process, like what the process is like with a client. Can you talk about, and I say this every time, but I'm sure it does vary. Like I'm sure your day-to-day varies, but like what are what are things that like from whatever time you start in the morning to whatever time you finish in the evening, what are what's your day looking like um, just for your your company or your business, excuse me? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, so a day, a typical day, typical day in the life. So I'm actually, even though this is my business, I also do like some freelance work on the side just because I'm still building my clientele Mm -hmm. and my business and I still have to have bills to pay. So, Mm -hmm. um, although I do have um, my personal clients that I work with, I also do like some freelance social media and then also work, um, for Pinterest part-time too. So, um, between all of those things, I'm like juggling, but like when it comes to my clients, you know, um, it just depends. And sometimes they're like lighter than others. There's like busier seasons of the year and like more lighter seasons of the year. And I feel like I'm go- about to go into like a lighter season with people vacationing for summer or whatnot. Mm. But um, I can take you guys through like a typical, like I just got finished working with a client who's speaking at a conference this weekend. And, you know, typically they'll, like they'll reach out to me and I like to have like at least two to three weeks to um source the outfit so sourcing which is um another word for shopping online or in person for outfits says it's very time consuming i I will say like even Mm. though it's something that comes natural to me i'm taking into consideration a lot of different factors i'm considering Mm. their budget i'm considering you know what the weather is going to be like wherever they are i'm considering their body type i'm considering you know what colors uh look good on them so it's like taking all of this information that I'm like having to filter through and like scouring the internet for like something I, I really like unique pieces and things that mm-hmm. other people won't have. So I'll dedicate time to sourcing the outfits and then I pull them into, I use Photoshop and also use Canva to lay it out for them so they can like visually oh, cool. see the whole outfit together Um, and so once I've done that, I will send them, um, the virtual outfit basically. And they have, they can like, uh, tell me if they want to make revisions. Cause I mean, I don't get it right the first time all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes there's revisions and I'll do those revisions. Um, and then I'll get the items ordered for them. So they'll give me their card information. Um, and I'll get everything ordered to be sent here. And then we'll do an in-person fitting. So um, we'll try on all the items in person. And sometimes I like if items don't work out from online or if I'm not able to find what I need online, I'm like going to the mall um, mm-hmm. and spending time, you know, driving to the mall, like walking around, getting what I need. Um, and so then we'll do the in-person fitting, which is me. I basically, before I do the in-person fitting, I like to like 
um, organize like how I want the outfits to go or what goes with what, just so I know before going in person um, to try things on. So then typically we'll, we'll try things on and that's like a whole, you know, maybe an hour or two of like just playing around like with different ideas. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much like a, a process or day in the life of like a typical, like from start to finish with the client. Um, and then like, once we've solidified their outfits, like they have everything they need. And so it saves my clients a lot of like time um, mm-hmm. and, and money just because um, I feel like sometimes people like will wait to the last minute to pick an outfit and they're ended up going to like That's me. H&M, yes. <laughs> H&M and just buying what's on the mannequin or just buying what <laughs> they think like will look good. So it's not very intentional. And then you end up like maybe you like it in the moment and then you're like, I actually hate that. Like, you know, yes. after you wear it. Um, so I'm saving them time and money and helping mm-hmm. them to get more focused on what their personal style is. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Can I ask too, do you, so do you have like your own studio where you do this? Or are you like at the client's house? If you don't mind me asking. I don't have a studio yet. That's like okay. a ideal scenario. That's like what I'm working towards. So right mm-hmm. now I'm going to them, which is convenient for them, but it's mm-hmm. also harder for me like to have to like transport everything and like I like to things to be like hung up and all of that yeah. stuff so my ideal scenario is to eventually have a studio of my own or like an office space within my apartment that mm-hmm. I can use as like a, a studio so but right now I'm just going to my clients okay very cool what are one random question do you do like seamstress work too do you have to learn that too for this occupation I do not do seamstress work. It's something that I do want to learn. Um, I do have like good tailors that I know will do a good job, but I'll typically go to if my clients need any kind of like alterations or anything taken in um, since I don't do that. But yeah. Yeah. The outsource. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, then the other question that I had was, so what are, so we know like the, the, um, the most satisfying thing must be one, like the highlight is you see your client that has the outfit on, they look great, they feel great, you can see the confidence. But what are a lot of the behind the scenes challenges that you deal with um, with most of your projects? Yeah, um, so I would say, you know, it takes time. Like when you start a new client relationship, it really takes time to get to know the person, just like you would with like any friend or any kind of relationship. It just, it takes some time to like get in your groove. Um, so I will say, and you know, like a lot of things come with like king relationship where it's like, you know, I'm a very like direct person. Like I would like you to just be upfront and direct with me and tell me like what you hate or what you don't like. And then some people aren't like that. And so I have to kind of like pull that out of them. So that's Mm. like one thing that can be challenging. Another thing that can be challenging about styling is, you know, I have a different eye than my clients do. Like my eye is trained to like, I know Mm. like what's trending. I know, I feel like I intuitively like know what looks good. And sometimes it's hard for my clients to see my vision. And Mm. so it's a little, it's a little dance with like pushing them out zone but like yeah. I can't like sh- shove them I kind of have to like I have to like hold their hand a little bit until like they see the vision but typically I mean it happens it just takes some time um and then like I think it also just takes time to like really get into the groove of like when I work with my clients like one time it's like okay yeah that was great but then it's like I want to like you know take it a step up so um 
I wouldn't say that's like a, not a challenge, but it just, or I guess a challenge that I give myself to like level up a little bit more, even though like they might like love what I've done with them the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish I you were gonna, out here. Oh, go ahead. I was going on. Oh, a tangent. No, go, ahead, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Cam. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I wish you're out here. I wish you were living out here with me because it's like how I'm very like, I try to think of all the little logistics when it comes to an outfit because out here it's very, very freaking hot, but it's, it's very hot. And it's like, <laughs> but I want, and I want um, a wardrobe that I can stylize in different pieces. So I'm not wearing it like for two outfits. I can stylize it for four outfits. And I'm like, well, I also need a fabric that's breathable. I also need a fabric that shows that I'm not sweating that much. So, and I also want some jeans that make me look like I got, like I got a little figure eight. So I can understand why like, people want a stylist because you can just say, this is what I'm looking for. This is what my needs are. And can you make it look good on me? So it kind of mm-hmm. takes away that whole piece of you having to do that work. So I can definitely see why it's so needed. I, I need it now because I was... That was my rant. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's so, and it's like, can be challenging too, right? Because like a lot of brands, like even like sizing is so inconsistent. And like, mm-hmm. I just feel like as women, like even like shopping and trying things on can be so, such a like negative experience. Cause you're just like, oh, like why isn't anything fitting? And like, mm-hmm. I think that people think it's like their bodies, but like the industry, I feel like, they are kind of like making movement towards, um, I don't know, being more authentic in sizing and like getting better with that. But I feel like there's still like a ways to go. And I think a lot of people are very hard on themselves when, but like the sizing is so inconsistent across the board for brands. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah. 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 That's very true. I wanted to ask, so if you have a, a client that is on a, like a very tight budget and maybe there's someone that just like wants a wardrobe edit, and they want, you know, because I'm like listening and I'm like, man, I, I forgot how to dress. Like, honestly, I'm like, I wear the same things to work all the time. I'm like, when I go out and buy stuff, I'm like, I hate it. So I'm like, I feel like I'm that person as well. But if someone's like on a tight budget, like, what do you like? How do you work with that? And, and I'm also curious, like, do you like thrift for your clients or do you primarily do like retail? Primarily right now, most of my clients are retail. I mean, I'm open to thrifting. If that's something mm-hmm. that someone... I'm always listening to like what uh, like clients will specifically say like, oh, I want to work with like local boutiques or mm-hmm. someone might tell me that they're very like sustainability, like conscious. So I'm definitely open to thrifting. I feel like um, when... So do you mean like when my clients have a tighter budget as far as like paying for the service or like shopping for the clothes so oh that's a question actually maybe maybe both so maybe because i I know like there's a you know you you have to give your price and it's like you know that's pretty i'm sure you can like maybe shift it a little bit but i'm sure that's like your your price yeah that's a question like yeah if they're on a budget like for service and for the clothing as well i offer like payment plans so that you don't have to pay at all up front so i think that can be helpful for people Mm -hmm. and then as far as for um clothing um they'll let me know you know what they're willing to spend and i have like a directory that i have kept of like just certain brands and like the price point of those brands that i'll like pull from um within that certain budget but it's it's getting harder i feel like because things are getting so expensive (laughs) yeah absolutely and like just for good quality clothing it's just it's and i'm all about quality like i want you to Mm -hmm. like buy a piece that's gonna last you instead of like it like for a couple washes being done yeah yeah right yeah i know like in the age of like 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's Sheen, Sheen. I'm sure, like in the age of that, people are like, I want something fast that looks fashion. like that. And sometimes, yeah, the fast fashion. I'm sure, like, so, you know, they have cute things, but I can imagine, like, you, you know, if you were to use that, I'm sure you don't, because I can imagine stuff and like gets in the wash and it's like ripped after a couple of, couple of times. But it's like, you know, I'm sure you try to help people like expand their horizons a little bit. I wanted to ask you, like, in terms of sourcing, like, what's your favorite place? Do you have a favorite place to source from, or like places that you like to? source your items from um so i have my favorites i I mean well actually zara just got on my canceled list because their sizing is just terrible i mean i love i love the pieces that they produce but like i just their sizing is terrible lately that's been my experience Mm but um i love h&m as like for good like affordable like basics Mm -hmm. yeah um Mango is a good one. It's actually like similar to Zara's price point, but the quality is is like amazing. Oh, okay. Um, I love costs. Um, Cos. It's also a, a really great like in that like mango vibe. Um, I love. There's a brand called Another Story that I really love. What else do I like? Uh, where else are my go tos? Mm-hmm. I like my top ones and i'm always like um searching pinterest for new mm-hmm. brands that i might not know of I, I feel like it's really important as a stylist to make sure i'm staying relevant and just so like opening up my um knowledge to brands that i might not know about mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of like smaller owned businesses that carry like really incredible pieces too so yeah yeah so how do you do your I guess like your research, because I, I feel like with fashion, you're always having to stay on top of like trends, what's happening. Or even when I was on TikTok the other day, I was just like scrolling and there was all these aesthetics. Of, it was like Scandinavian aesthetic. What was mm. one? It was, what was this other one? What's that horseback riding one? And I was like, we even have that as a, as a that. equestrian <laughs> aesthetic. But I, I, I get it. I see the look, but I'm like, I feel like it's just kind of a one styled look. It's the high boot with the khaki with the like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? So there's not much variant in that. But how do you do like your research and stuff like that? I love it's a website, website, excuse me, called Who, What, Where. And mm. they it's a whole bunch of like fashion editors that will do like breakdowns of up and coming trends for each season. They'll do um, they highlight a lot of like retailers and like pieces that they have that are similar to like high-end like luxury designers so i always am logging on to there i would say like maybe two to three times a week just seeing what they have to say about the fashion what's going on in the fashion world um so i utilize who what where and then i am on tiktok a lot but i feel like it can be overwhelming um with like how much is thrown at you with like the different aesthetics and you're just like well, which one am i supposed to be or like right. uh like which one do i fit into and i feel like a lot of the biggest piece of advice that I give to my clients is like that you don't have to like fit into an aesthetic. Like you can create your own aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you can be the aesthetic. Um, and I think it's okay to like pull inspiration from, you know, the things that you like. And that's something that I do with my clients too, to figure out, you know, what their style is. I, t- I ask them to either like pin like inspo from Pinterest or like, tell me like what movies or TV shows like, or characters from TV shows or movies that inspire them and then kind of like glean from cool. that information, like what their three words are for, for style. Um, but yeah, I would say who, what, where, and like in general, I just, is a good way to gauge um, what's going on in the fashion world. 
That's cool. I think I, I you mentioned that who what where, and I was like, I used to get on that just because they do have really like I think they sent me emails. I don't even know how I got on the listserv, but I was like, oh, this is cute stuff. Um, so that's that, that, and that's good. Like I, I found myself like to like yeah, scrolling like Pinterest and just because like I'm on the search for the perfect high waisted work pants, and it's like work pants, and it's like the hardest thing. So I'm like on social media or on Pinterest a lot, like trying to find. Ones that I think will work, but I'm gonna try mango. Is it is mango in Concord Mills? No, it's not. No, it's online it's only. Yes, yeah. Which is okay. I, I I wish Charlotte had better shopping, but yeah, mango's only online. Mm, yes. Also, oh, okay. try try Everlane too. They have really great. Um, oh, I've shopped with them before. Good good quality. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna thank thank you for the the free tip. Thank you. Um, uh, but now I'm like yeah, fashion is just like it's because it's, it's it revolves like so much. Like things that we wore, and I think it's hilarious. Like I get on Instagram, and things that we wore like in middle school are Oof. coming back. I'm like, well, I don't think I wear that now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I it's wear that crazy. now. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I saw a pair of um, I owned a pair of like the black platform slides like yes. back in middle school, and and I My saw a pair style. yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Nordstrom, and I was like, oh wow, okay, like we're really we're really bringing going that there. back, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm like leave leave some things yeah. in the early 2000s, but that's hilarious. Yes, um, yeah. I was have, have, like my my last question, just a fun question. Like, what's been your favorite styling experience? If you, have, I'm sure there's many. <laughs> my favorite experience. I mean, recently my client was on Good Morning America. Um, she's a therapist based here in Charlotte, um, and that like was an incredible opportunity to have my work mm-hmm. on such a huge platform and um was just like a a great reminder for me because in entrepreneurship there are a lot of you know highs and lows and I think mm-hmm, it's yeah. really important to have those moments where you're just like okay I, I can keep going I can do this um I've done this and I can you know do more so I think that would be my favorite very cool I mm-hmm. saw that on Instagram it was that was really special really cute outfit too thank you yeah absolutely yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. We really appreciate it. And now I'm, I wish you were out here because I'm like, man, I, I don't feel like doing this my, myself when I get a tire. I used to offer like a virtual experience, but it's just, it's really hard. It's hard to do it virtually. It's, it's a lot better yeah. in person. But if I'm ever in Mexico, I will holler at you for sure. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Can you shout out like your social media, your website? Social media is at Hey Shawnee. Um, and my website is actually still in the works as far as like I rebranded, you know, my whole brand and logo. But my, I had like I started originally with a blog, um, HeyShawnee.com, which is still out there, but I have not updated it in forever. So you can find me on Instagram and um, click the link in my bio to get started working with me until my new website is up and running. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting us interview you. And thank thank you, you everyone, Uh, for listening to this episode. I hope you found it very, very helpful, especially for those that are out there and they're wondering if there's fashion, they're into fashion, and what they could do with it. So I hope you really found this episode helpful. Please make sure to tune into our other series as well for information on college and different careers. Make sure to send us emails about other careers that you're interested in. You can follow us at Yasin Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're out there. But until the next time, we'll see you in the next one. See you. Bye.